is the Toddcast, a podcast that I, a guy named Todd, record while I drive to or from work, talking about a variety of things. There are no scripts, no show notes, just me chatting while I commute, so you can sit back and enjoy the ride. Hello and welcome to the Toddcast. Uh, for today's episode, I have uh, my brother Eric on the line with me. Hi, Eric. Well, hello, everyone out there in uh, Toddcast uh, land. Indeed. So, um, it is tis the season, I'm led to believe, for uh, the fantasy football shenanigans. And it's been a while since I've had Eric on. I figured this was the, the perfect opportunity to have him back on the Toddcast and uh, do a thing I've been wanting to do for a while, just waiting for it to be a little more, more time appropriate, and have Eric uh, explain to me and, and the rest of us, uh, what, what is this fantasy football thing and how does that work and, and everything that goes with that. So how does that sound to you, Eric? That sounds great because uh, I believe this weekend, uh, it, well, the, the next two weeks basically, up until kickoff, which is, the, I believe, a Thursday. It's uh, the first Thursday in September. That is the uh, NFL kickoff. This is the busiest time for fantasy football when it ter- in terms of drafts which is um where it all starts and a lot of people would actually say that the draft is the ac- absolute highlight of the entire season and it all goes downhill from there okay but, so yes so fantasy football this is the prime time to talk fantasy football mind you uh just this previous sunday i woke up <laughs> in a cold sweat at 6.22 a.m. having uh, nightmares about not not being ready for my draft that uh, we I did from um, essentially 10 o'clock in the morning until about 6 p.m. So I did back-to-back-to-back oh, back drafts uh, with, uh, with uh, 10 of my, I would say, closest friends, but uh, people that I necessarily will taunt and harass for the next probably 16 weeks. As, as so, you do. This this is uh, the epitome of my fandom. This is uh this is what probably what I get most into. And the next yeah the next sixteen seventeen weeks is going to be I'm going to know way too many people's names and you know their stat lines and what they do. You know people I'll <laughs> never meet in life. And honestly, after that sixteen seventeen weeks, I'll flush out of my brain uh, for the off season, and then I'll have to re- relearn it all. Uh, by next uh, August or September. So this is a, this is a, I like to call it fantasy football season in my personal life because I devote all my memory bank to that. Fair enough. So, so two questions before we get rolling. Uh, Number one, from what you said earlier, are you, are you involved in multiple instances of like, do you have multiple teams or, or did it take you all those many, many hours over the weekend to draft for like a single team or how's that, what's that situation for you? Like, no, I, I definitely am in multiple uh, leagues. Uh, in most cases, I mean, there's experts out there. I was listening to a podcast the other day where somebody was talking about, they were in 15 different leagues and, and I, I've never got to the point where I've been in that many, but I've been up to about six, seven or eight this year. I am, um, I am pretty much commissioner and running three leagues. Okay. And and uh, part of uh, at least a couple others online that don't necessarily get my full attention. But the three that I do are 
the ones that uh, we drafted this Sunday. That basically two hour blocks, two hours okay. each draft. Okay. So then the second question is, you'd said you know the the actual you know football season starts you know what would you say first Thursday in September. This year, I believe. Yeah. So, well, okay. So from when we're recording this now, that's just a little, little more than a week out. If if Pretty someone much. were listening to this now, like let's say this this drops on uh, Wednesday the twenty eighth, is it too late for them to get started? Has, no. has like all the things happened, or can they still you know dive no. in? No, we no for for the most part, a lot of leagues now until you get like a group of friends or in general people that you know that you could do a live draft is which what we like to do where you all get together and you do it in person the okay. majority of fantasy football is done online um, through various apps and or websites so espn or cbs or nfl.com and the, i think the majority of uh people that are just joining leagues for fun uh, okay. they'll there'll be open drafts every 15 minutes and They'll fill up with, you know, eight, 10, 12 people drafts. So if somebody wanted to dip their toe in this for the first time, you can go in there with a bunch of people maybe you don't know, but this never too late. Personally, okay. we used to draft the Sunday before kickoff after all of the preseason games have been played. Okay. Uh, but our leagues have got to the point where, uh, where it's been a little, it takes a little bit more time for us to get everything uh, put in the system which is our website and so forth. So we've chosen not to do it on Labor Day weekend because also, let's face it, a lot of us like to go out of town and or do you know things with the family. And oh, yeah, by taking yeah. that Sunday for the draft, the, the wives weren't so happy. That, uh, that, so we've that moved it back. Sense. But, but for, yeah, for the most part, you can draft up until, ideally, if you could draft on that Wednesday, it would be great because the real NFL season – you draft these players and by drafting players, you're selecting players to represent your team in which you need points from them on a week to week basis throughout the year. And these guys sometimes are playing in their expedition expedition games and sometimes they get hurt. So if you draft the player and they end up getting hurt and they don't play you, you've made a uh, bad, you know, your team's already kind of gotcha. um, in a rut. So the, so, the goal so is always for us. We, we try to draft as after all the games are done. You know. Okay, so all the preseason stuff does not factor into this. It it does the clock doesn't start no. until the first kickoff of the first actual season game, right? Yes. For, okay. For us, I mean, there are a million different formats. Okay. So to break it to break it down for those that uh, might be listening that are not familiar with fantasy football. That includes me. Uh, it is. <laughs> it, it yes. So and you just ask questions as I go because. To be truth be told, I don't know how many people have actually explained to and and cared if they actually understood. Some people say, "What's fantasy football?" <laughs> I have to say, you know, it's it, we we you know you draft a bunch of football players and you combine them, make your own little team, and you just on a week to week basis, everything they do gives you points, and you just hope that you put the right players on your team to beat out another guy. So, okay. so um, so but, when you say draft, that we're we're talking about selecting the names of actual real live football players on actual teams. Yeah. And, and you make those yeah. teams and like, and, they're and, not necessarily all from the same actual, like you're not drafting. Oh, I'm, I'm taking, you know, the Pittsburgh Steelers. You're taking a quarterback from no, this team and a running back from the other team. And you're mixing and matching those. Correct. 
I, firstly, I, I am very proud of you. That is two positions that you just nailed. <laughs> and, and I would be, back, you got it. I would be hard pressed <laughs> to come up with more than say five others. And I'm not going to even try to do it right now, but, but that, so when no, you're okay. drafting, is it amongst your, the, the people that are in your particular group or league, like yes. name a quarterback for me. Cause I'm going to screw that up. Just who's well, let's, We'll go with Aaron Rodgers. Okay. And I know so you don't I, know who that is. So. If I take Aaron <laughs> Rodgers, then no one else in my group can take Aaron Rodgers, correct? That's the whole drafting piece is, is kind of calling yes. dibs to on si- the individual to, people. Yep. Okay. Yeah, to simple exactly. To simplify it, that is the case. Now, we're not going to go into a, you know, wormhole of these different type of formats and, and so forth. But in, in a perfect scenario, in a very common place, you take – all of the positions in the NFL, you throw them in a bucket and you, you know, and you make a list and these are all the players that are available to you. And as you go down the line and you select who you want on your team to build out your roster, they are not available to anyone else. Okay. So th- the draft is by far probably the most fun part of the, the league. And it, you usually start prepping for it a month or two months in advance where you'll start seeing um, lists or rankings uh, by the experts that say, all right, these are, are my top 200. And then they'll list, you know, the players in which they think will give you the best chance of winning. So not every, so in real NFL football, there are 53 people on each roster and there are skill positions in there. You know, there are, there are linemen, offensive linemen, there are defensive linemen and so forth. In most games of fantasy football, we are drafting skill positions, meaning quarterbacks, running backs, wide receivers, tight ends, and then commonly you'll draft an an entire defensive squad and a kicker. Now, for the sake of um, this, I'm we do not draft defenses as a whole or kickers anymore. Uh, my my leagues are uh, I wouldn't say they were expert leagues, but they're advanced to the point where we're all kind of nerdy and we've taken it past the, the entry level fan. Okay. We've, we've gotten rid of the kickers, which is a pretty much a random luck type um, position and individual or the entire defenses are very luck driven also. So the game of fantasy football is a little bit skill, a little bit luck. We try to make our leagues on the end of it is more skill than luck based. So, we've kind of catered the standard format uh, to our, our liking, but the draft in a whole is, is in our case, we have 10 team leagues. So, and it's called a snake draft where the person who picks number one, then goes to number two to so forth all the, the way to 10. And then it snakes back around. So whoever drew number 10 will have the 10 and 11 pick. And the person who had the number one will have the one and the 20 pick. So essentially you okay. have the best player available, but you also have to wait 19 to get another pick where the person who doesn't, who gets the 10th player might have the bet. They're going to have two out of the top 11, you know, okay. but that 10th player might be a big drop off. So this is where a lot of strategy comes involved and to trying to develop your roster. So, okay. So, follow-ups on that you um you said you guys don't do it but you you'd mentioned people drafting you know an entire defensive 
situation. Just so I'm clear, it's not, oh, well, I pick the, the Steelers defense. It's you're still picking individual people, but you're picking no. enough of them to make up a whole defensive no. group. In this, or, in, no, in that case, you actually pick the entire defense. So everything that defense does gives you points. So let's. So it is for a team and not as individuals. Just, yeah, just for defense. Okay. Which is kind of. So we're going to just a little side, side note. In our case, we decided to do what we call individual defensive players. And this okay. is a very niche audience. Most, most leagues do not do this, where we actually do draft the individual players from the defense. And, okay. and we, we don't draft a ton of them, but we have more so because we at least feel that you can predict or evaluate someone's talent as an individual. As a whole, it is very random week to week, and we don't like that. Okay. So in this case, we actually take it the next step further. But for anyone that is introductory to fantasy football, in general, the standards are um, you draft the whole defense. Okay. So for the defense, you take you, – you, like the average guy would take the entire defense for a, a known NFL team. But because That's you guys are yes. super spiffy, you guys are, are picking them one at a time like you are for the offensive folks. Yeah, well, yeah. Okay. And, and, that, and they, call that, they call that IDP, which is Individual Defensive Player. So Very fancy. I was waiting for the acronyms and the abbreviations to start flowing because something this – Oh, they will uh, flow. Yeah. So <laughs> fair enough. This is the um, 101 course. So well, that's, the 101 I, yeah. course probably won't get into very specifics that make me sound super nerdy. But <laughs> you know, we're just trying to entry level. There's all you know. It's a long season, Todd. We can always go 102 or 201. You know, whatever whatever your course book or course allows. Fair enough. So so you're drafting these people. What on what? I guess I was going to say on what criteria are you drafting them, but I think that probably leads to the bigger question of how do you play? Like I'm led to believe that like, okay, you've got this quarterback. There's you're looking at his stats and game to game, how many like completions he makes. And those are worth points to you or like, like how does, how do you score? How do you get, how do you win? Okay. The Other than picking the right people, how do you actually play and win this? All right. So, Let's just we'll say you drafted and we'll, we'll come back to strategy or why you draft certain ways. But on a week to week basis, you're going to have a squad on your team. You're going to have X amount of players and you also you have to start. So you will have a bunch of people on your team and then you have to select out of those people that you rostered. Um, you'll have to put them in a starting position. OK, meaning that it's week one and I have two quarterbacks to choose from. I'm allowed to start one of those in which I will acquire points for what they do that week. So if I pick, let's say uh, Ben Roethlisberger is the starter starting quarterback for the Pittsburgh Steelers. OK, um, so what I put him in my starting spot and I leave Tom Brady on the bench. OK, meaning what if Tom Brady throws four touchdowns, which each touchdown is worth let's say six points each. Okay. He's not in my starting lineup. I don't get points, but Ben Roethlisberger throws one touchdown. He gets six points. I get the points that I put in my starting lineup. So okay. you draft a team and then you week to week, you have to select who you think will do best in that game. And then you're going head to head against another person in your, in the league to see who can put the most points on their team for that week. And then you win based off who does that. So, okay. In so, many leagues, and, and 
you so basically you're typically going to start a quarterback, several running backs, several wide receivers, a position called a tight end, and then standard leagues you start a defense and then you start a kicker. So mine is definitely different, um, but that is that is probably the next level you know of discussion. But so I'll have out of 20 players, let's say on my team, I'll have to start 11 of those. And then I just have to pick the right 11. And then I go head to head against somebody else in my team or in my league for that week. Whoever has the most points at the end of the week gets the win and the other person gets the loss. And at the end of the, at the, pretty much the, the, the whole point of it is to have mo- the most wins to go in a playoff format come week 13, 14 and 15, 16 or so forth. Um, and then you guys go in a tournament and it's the same format except for now these games basically eliminate. And if you're the last person in the last week who wins, you win all the jelly beans uh, or money, depending on how you're betting. Okay, so so a couple follow-ups there. So, there, and this is going to be Todd does not know sports. There are 11 guys on a football team, like the actual football team, like out on the field, correct? There that's, are 11 against 11, yes. Okay, so when you're drafting, you're not just drafting – 11 dudes you're drafting multiples so that you have options week to week Did that, that follow Absolutely. that right okay yes. and then the other thing that i guess differed from what you just described and for somehow in my brain how it worked so you've got these these 11 folks you put together however they perform in their individual games get you points week to week you are actually it's, it's actually you versus your team versus somebody else's team and the points that they get because somehow I thought it was like you've got your team, everybody just accumulates their points, and whoever, you know, if it's you and ten other guys, whichever of the ten of you got the most points wins that week. That's that's that, not how that goes. No, it's, it's a one on one thing, how, like a bracket. Yeah, and this, yep, pretty much. Well, it's one on one. So in our league, we have five games each week. Okay. Um, so we all face each other, and then you, you know, you you face each other throughout the year. And it is a mat, and this is kind of how rivalries are born, you know, and, and set up and trash talking happens is it's not one versus all it is one versus one, which in there are situations where you could have the highest points scored for that week, um, you know, and face a guy that had the second highest point scored, meaning he would have beat everybody except for you. So he gets a zero, he gets a loss, even though he would have beat all the other teams okay. and that happens. And, and that is luck of the draw. And it, you know, so and that happens many times and there are formats, you know, this is not the only format we've ever, you know, that, that people play in. This right. is just called the head. This is a head to head format where you play against one person per week. The person who has the, the more points out of that game wins, moves on the next week, so forth. And by at the end of the year, the people that have the most wins go into a playoff, you know, whether that be a four person playoff or a six person playoff, however you want to do it. And you guys play, you know, almost uh, sudden death. And if you, when you lose or win that way, you advance. So it is fantasy football is a game. Uh, there is so there is a lot of luck involved. Um, but the fun is really when you can make it more skill based, or when you put the most effort in, you reap the benefits. And that's so how we've developed our leagues. So when you're saying skill and, and putting effort in, that's the skill of like reviewing all the players before the draft. So you pull the right ones and knowing which of the ones you've picked goes into your each week's thing to kind of maximize your points. That's, that's the kind of skill you're talking about as opposed to 
some schmuck like me who doesn't know anybody and just picks a bunch of names off of a list and randomly throws them in and let's see how they do in the game. The skill is the the person playing the the fantasy piece picking their pieces, their their people for the right moments kind of thing. Is that is that correct? You are correct. Now, like I said, it is very skill and luck based. So there are people, and this is why it's an easy entry point. Like if you wanted to join a league, you have just as much chance as beating others and or making a run or even winning if you just followed some basic you know, principles uh, or just looking at a ranking sheet because there are, you, you might not know anything about fantasy football, but you could look at it and you could kind of analyze, all right, there's a sparsity in this position or I see, you know, you could look at numbers and kind of right. figure out who you want to play. It is very much like the stock market in a sense where if you look at numbers and say, all right, this guy is performing at a certain level, um, I'm going to start him or I need to acquire this player, you know, because I think he is being undervalued. Um, so, yes, you could definitely – the skill base is when you can find the strategy and you can evaluate uh, players that are, I guess, undervalued and acquire them. Uh, okay. But you can still also get very lucky and win because – you might just throw out the guys with the coolest names. And if right. those guys just so happen to have great games, you can win and dethrone somebody. So it is okay. very easy to play and not have to be super uber into it like I am. And the okay. majority of the people that play are probably just very much like, um, I'm going to draft based off of this sheet that I have and names and familiar you know, football players I've seen play. And then I'll just throw my, you know, throw the names in there week to week. And you still got a 50-50 shot of winning. So there are a lot of novice fans or people that still get enjoyment out of the game because it adds an element of uh, – it adds an element to the game that – you do, like if you don't really have a, a vested interest in the team, you know, if I'm watching the Ravens versus the Browns, I really don't care who wins. But if I have a player on that team, I'm watching that game and hoping they give that player the ball every single play because that then makes my team do better. So I was the first to say in about 2003, I stopped watching football. I didn't really care. I always have been a Steelers fan, but I just didn't watch. And right. then the moment I got into fantasy football, I started watching football. And if it was on, I was watching it. Because typically you have a player in almost every game to kind of root for or root against for that matter. But you're not watching football in the traditional sense that most people watch football. Like you said, you know, dad used to, be a big fan of the Steelers. He'd sit down on Sunday to watch the Steelers. He's rooting for the Steelers. You're you're not doing that. You're you're rooting for individual nope. folk. Absolutely. And Absolutely. This, I... And this and this kind of goes into the where it's you know it's handy to be in a sports bar or a TV that's got you know a whole bunch of picture in picture to where you can watch like four games simultaneously because you don't really care who's winning those games. You're you're you care about your your dudes in the particular you know, how they're doing individually kind of a deal. This, yeah, this absolutely gets me in trouble with my actual real sports fans, uh, friends. <laughs> um, there are several of them that, like, at the draft, there is one guy, and I'll, I'll give him a shout-out. He might listen. Uh, we call him Nurse Tuggy. And I go out of my way to ask who these players are when, when like, I'm like, who is this guy? Who does he play for? for? <laughs> Uh, mo mostly because these are like real big names in college that like real football fans know. But since okay. I don't pay attention and I only kind of look at the stats, I make sure just to let him know like, 
hey, yeah, I don't know who this person is, and I'm still going to be very good at fantasy football. And it, it, it makes real fans <laughs> or makes real football fans really angry because you don't necessarily have to be a fan of football. When this is another aspect, and this will make real football fans angry. Once the real NFL playoffs start, our season ends, I don't watch football again. The moment that our fantasy football is over, I turn it off. Like, I don't even think I watched last year's Super Bowl because I'm like, I, was gonna I say, have no so like, interest. So, like, the care. Super Bowl, you, you just don't give a crap. Like, it's, it's past your useful use for this sport. We're done here. <laughs> I typically will watch – I will watch the Steelers into the postseason if the steel – you know, because they're my team. Uh, right. And, and if, I'll watch until they lose. And if they lose, then I'm done because I have – I personally – and I've said it before, and I, I don't know if I'll ever do it. I can honestly not watch a single game of football and still enjoy fantasy football because I enjoy it for multiple reasons. I enjoy the strategy involved in the drafting process and building a team and the entire roster construction and figuring out how you can um, get players at, at, a, at a good value and defeat other teams by that. And I enjoy the, the day-to-day process of um, listening to podcasts or looking at um, just stat lines and trying to predict who's going to go- be good this week. So no, I and listen- I, strangely enough, I can relate to that. And I'm going to, I'm going to match you dorkiness for dorkiness on this one. Um, because, uh, you know, I, I don't play fantasy football and don't know much about football. You don't play magic, the gathering or probably know much about it other than what I've podcasted about it. But there are a lot of strange similarities there. Like there are points where I've taken my collection of cards and put together a deck based on what the cards do and what I think might be awesome and may never even play that deck, but just got a lot of enjoyment out of putting it together. And it seems like there's some parallels there. Um, you know, I guess, let me ask this. So you, you've got your, you've got your people and they all score points in different ways. And I don't know if you want to get into how, like how each person scores you points or how that works. Like, is, is it just, okay, you're, you're, you know, your quarterbacks get them for throwing touchdown passes and your running people get points for, you know, crossing the goal line or there are other point mechanics that go into who scores what, when you can, I mean, most people kind of make their own decision on what scores and what, and there's different formats, right? So um, we commonly use what we call a PPR. So there's your acronym and it's okay. points per reception. Meaning okay. we give points every time someone catches a ball where there are leagues that don't. Okay. For the most part, we try to grade in our leagues. If a player does anything on the field, there should be some type of score to it, whether it be a positive or negative. We want almost every play to count for something. So in our case, when a quarterback goes and he throws the ball to a wide receiver and okay. they get 10 yards, Um, we get a point for the quarterback, uh, for getting 10 yards, the wide receiver would get a point for catching the ball and also getting yardage. So for the most part, you can pretty much break down most of the playing towards, um, like catching the ball, uh, maybe like a a rush attempt and or yards. So how many yards you get? So, you know, a hundred yards in a football field, if a running back would take the ball, from the one yard line and go all the way, get a touchdown. He would get 99 yards there, you know, or we'll just say a hundred. Right. So if we say every 10 yards gets one point, he would get a total of 10 points right there. And each touchdown's worth six. 
So that one play would get him uh, 16 points. Okay, so, right? so in the example where you're like, okay, the, the quarterback tosses it to the receiver for 10 yards, they each get a point. So if that was 20 yards, they'd each get two? Yeah, I mean, so you kind of do it in yard increments. Okay. And however you want to set that up. You know, some people say, all right, quarterbacks get more yards. So in our case, I think a quarterback, uh, for every 20 yards, you get one point, where wide receivers are every 10 yards, you get one point. Because there are certain metrics that are easier, you know, to um, – you know, quarterback's going to get more yards than a wide receiver because they're going to throw the ball the entire time. Right. So you kind of even them out. And, you know, a good scoring system kind of um, not equalizes the playing field. but they reward. Yeah, yeah. I mean, quarterbacks are typically going to score the most points per game because they touch the ball the most per game. Makes right? sense. You know, but in most leagues, you only start one of them where you have to start two or three wide receivers or running backs. So the, this, the fact is you would rather have better running backs and wide receivers because if you only have to start one quarterback you know you you typically would kind of punt on that position in the draft because you only need one where you really need good you know three good running backs or wide receivers so and that's really where strategy comes in um in the draft and or roster construction in general all right so so two two immediate questions come to mind so with with the scoring being the way it is like you start with one quarterback what happens if, like, okay, at the end of the first quarter, he's doing a crap job and they switch, they put him on the bench and put in their, you know, that team's other quarterback? You just don't get points for him for the rest of the that game, I'm assuming. That's, ab- that's absolutely correct. Or, that's like, what, what you were saying, if you, pick your, if you pick a quarterback and he gets just toasted in the preseason, you're just screwed for points on the quarterback until he heals up and gets back into some games. Is that yeah. how that goes? Okay. Ascent- yeah, the worst thing that could possibly happen typically in game is somebody gets hurt or gets benched because you already decided to start that player. And if he puts up a goose egg for you, that is usually like that's usually grounds for you losing that week, you know. So if a player is doing really bad, you put him in there and they bench him and he scored one or two points and you expected him to score 20, you're in you're, bad shape. Yeah. And so, so my my other question is, as far as like the points in the scoring – so, you know, like you're watching these games because you want to see how it's going and you want to, you know, cheer on that that person to do well. Do you have to, like, watch the game and keep track of all of these points as you're doing it? Or or, or is there some sort of, like, website or database or, or place where it's like, yeah. hey, this week, if you had this person, this is how many points they, they would have gotten here. How does that work? How do you yeah, – it's, you... you, it's real time. So you're pretty much – while you're watching a game, you're pretty much having a website up or the app up and it's updating real time for you. So if something happens now, granted, I don't always have it up because I know when I look at a stat line, if I see my wide receiver had 10 catches and hundred yards and a touchdown in my brain, I'm like, all right, that's 30 some points, you know? So I already know. Um, so you can, you superstitious. So you can look at it like after the game, the stats for that oh, yeah. person for that game and, and derive, you know, you don't have to have to watch and keep no, record of this. No, like okay so i I, you know like i said i there's there's times where i'm just like i i don't need to watch a single seat you know a single game and still be fine um i'm kind of not superstitious with it but i'm one of those believers because i've done it both ways you start watching the one o'clock game so nfl starts at one o'clock and then you got four o'clock games and then you have an eight o'clock game on sunday and then you have a monday night game so So you have players throughout this time frame. So it's not equal. You're not comparing apples to apples right from the get-go. So you might be losing 100 to 20, and you're like, I'm toast, but all your players are on Monday night. 
So I'm one of those guys where I don't look until Sunday night when almost all the games are done. And then I look at it and say, all right, I got two guys playing. He has one guy playing. Am I going to win this or not? And then you kind of really the Monday night games is when you're looking at it. And if you got a guy playing or you got a guy going against you, that's really where the drama comes in. You watch that game and every single time that player either touches the ball or, you know, you know, if he's in there on a snap, if he's going to touch the ball, because you're either going to see your lead completely drop or you're going to see a guy catch up to you. And that's really where the, um, it is real life sports adrenaline. It's really competing. And that's really where you like get hooked. Cause I've okay. lost on Monday nights by one point because at the very end of the game, somebody uh, caught one pass for one yard and that gave them enough just to beat me. And, and that's <laughs> usually where most of the trash talking is happening You're okay. against the opponent. You both are watching it off the edge of your seats. And this is at 11, you know, 11 a.m. or 11 p.m. And, right. and you don't sleep. You don't fall asleep until 1.30 because your adrenaline's up because you're like in an active competition <laughs> against somebody. And right. this, is happen- this happens every year. And even though you have so many variables, it's so funny how many games get cl- are within one point sometimes. And, and it comes down to a Monday night and it comes down to one player. And that's usually where you get hooked and you have that happen to you once and you're like, crap. I don't give a crap about football. I don't really care about the sport. I don't give. I don't care who these people are, and I'm going to forget their names in three months. But man, there's something about it that says, "Yeah, I need to do this," and that's just a small piece of the addiction for me. That's awesome. And you know, as much as I'm not a sports guy, I I can see the the appeal there. I can see how that would be a good time. Um, yeah, that's 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 pretty sweet. So, um, I mean, that gave me the quick overview of I think so that I now at least kind of understand what it is that 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 you and your kind are frothing at the mouth about. Um, yes, <laughs> any any any, uh, any other bits that you know you as the guy who knows this stuff feel you you should you should get into or share to to expand the conversation or. What you got? No, I think um, I think it's one of those things where, like, even if you're not a sports fan, it you honestly can put as minimal effort as like ten minutes a week into it and still get an enjoyable time out of it. Like, um, it, it's easy enough now that you can just submit a lineup. You know, like I said, on a website from your phone while you're in a drive-through waiting for a hamburger or something like that. So I I always implore, I always say, hey, give it a try. You know you'd be surprised because I was, I was a bigger football fan. You know, I was pretty big football fan through my years and I didn't want to give it a try at first. And I'm glad I did. And that was probably 15 years ago. And I've been (laughs) doing it with the same group of buddies for 15 years. And it gives you an excuse to call your, uh, or to text with people that you probably are too busy to text with normally. So it's a good way to build like a, you know, new friendships, um, it, it, it is probably no different than you going to um, a weekly game night and playing, you know, uh, one of your miniature games or D&D or something. It is just a different avenue where you're not picking, you know, orcs or wizards or whatever. You're just picking, you know, Green Bay Packers or Oakland Raiders. So it's gotcha. very similar. It, I'm, I'm not saying you have to be a jock to do it. Just like I probably could step in and play one of your games um, if given the rules and have an enjoyable time <laughs> because right. I think it's a matter of, Using a little, you know, creative energy and a little bit of strategy, and it's no different. It's just that we're playing with, you know, you know, people that are on television and and yeah, 
Well, so it sounds I, like there's I, a nice, in general, it's, there's it's a nice a social thing. component as well, which, you know, it's not just yeah. looking at numbers or just watching games. You know, like you said, it's, you know, trash talking your buddy via text because his guy just, you know, got Absolutely. sacked or whatever. No, that's, that's, that's awesome. Exactly. That's, that's fantastic. So we, we run our league. So we have three different leagues in, and I would say if you are interested in a deeper dive, which is, is like I said, the 101, a deeper dive, I can explain different formats. And this could be a teaser. If you ever need a, a guest to talk about football, um, we run uh, our league are called the RFFL. And that is the real fantasy football league. And we've been doing it for about 15 years. And, uh, fans of the podcast probably heard me drop the name Justin Benline, the gentleman that I um, torment and harass. He is the co-commissioner of this league with myself, and he hates his name to be known. So uh, Justin Benline, make sure you Google that name just so Google will start indexing his pages uh, more frequently uh, to, to annoy him. But we oh, yeah. run the league I... at RFFL Football. Sorry, go ahead. So we run that. No, we run the league at uh, rffl.football.com, and we have like you know I built a website that just talks about our records and who has the most points and our team names and history and so forth like that. So we're we go pretty hardcore and we run three different formats of leagues. One called a keeper, a dynasty, and now we just do a regular redraft league. So that uh, that are you know along with some of the different scoring variations that we've adopted and uh, year to year rules. So I would be happy to discuss that stuff in further for the nerds that are interested in, um, fantasy football and you, if you're interested, I will definitely do it on your format. I, I think we may, we may, uh, we may be able to take advantage of that in the future. Um, cool. Yeah. I think, I think we've, we've got the equivalent of a, of a, of a commute, uh, you know, for those, you know, accustomed to the Toddcast, that, that's normally about how long we run. So um, I'm not currently driving due to horrible rain conditions and knowing how garbage that would make the audio. But I think timing wise, we're, we're good for an episode. Yeah, I think we could definitely, you know, get back together and, and dive a little deeper, uh, you know, at some point in the future. So um, thank you, Eric, for, for joining me on the Toddcast and, and for sharing your your. Uh, vast knowledge of the the sports ball fantasy uh with us all uh i know i i definitely have got a a a little better understanding of what all this is about than i did before um thank you sir it was my pleasure good deal thanks for listening to this episode of the toddcast if you have comments questions or topic ideas that you'd like me to chat about you can let me know via Twitter at CastTodd or email via ToddCastPodcast at gmail.com. Keep in mind that the Todd portions of those usernames are T-O-D with a single D, even though I spell my actual name with two. If you'd like to leave me a voice message that I can air on the podcast, you can either email me a small audio file or you can use the link in the show notes to leave a message via Anchor. If you've enjoyed this episode, please feel free to share it with your like-minded friends. Perhaps you would consider subscribing, following, or marking this podcast as a favorite if you've not yet done so. And of course, reviews and ratings on Apple Podcasts is appreciated. Again, thank you for listening to the Toddcast.